0: am 50, KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. You're listening to the Midday Moments Program. I'm Gary Duncan, your host. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt.
1: Good afternoon, Gary. Great to be with you.
0: Our reading for the week was Hebrews two through seven. What would you like to focus on for this week?
1: Yeah, thanks, Gary. So again, encouraging our listeners to read along with us. Uh, Last week, remember, we talked about uh, 2 Timothy and Titus and Philemon, and we had Hebrews chapter one, technically for last week's reading, but we really didn't get to it with all those other books to discuss. So today I'd like to set the scene for the book of Hebrews. Uh, maybe I'll go all the way back to chapter one, just to give an idea of what the book of Hebrews is about for our listeners. Okay. Um, the book the book of Hebrews uh, is one that is written with, by an author that we're really not sure about. You know, I think that's interesting. Uh, there's other books of the Bible where we clearly know who wrote it. Uh, just recently, we read a bunch of books that are written by the Apostle Paul, and he even names himself. And we even know oftentimes who he's writing to, the city, the individual. Um, The Gospel writers, the writers of those four Gospel accounts, um, we know who they are by name, but here in the book of Hebrews, we don't necessarily. I don't think that's something that we need to be concerned about, though. You know, what is this doing in the Bible if we don't know who wrote it for sure? Um, because the book of Hebrews, certainly, the, the doctrine, the teaching, the content is consistent with the rest of Scripture. And certainly, uh, among those books that were part of that, that canon, that group, that rule of books that are Holy Spirit inspired and part of what we consider uh, the New Testament today, certainly God's word. So as we get into the book of Hebrews, as, as the name implies, it's really written to Hebrews, to Jewish Christians uh, who have a knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures. And so we see in the book of Hebrews all these different connections to the Old Testament, especially in chapter one. Uh, but right away, the, the writer is quoting the Old Testament again and again and again with a purpose. In these opening chapters, the writer of Hebrews is trying to show that Jesus is supreme, that Jesus is the most important. He is number one. And so the opening chapter uh, tries to get a point that Jesus is greater than. Than angels. You know, if you think angels are great, and they are, right? You know, God's created angels, there's messengers, and they have a special job certainly, but Jesus is greater still. And so the author hammers that point home. And then if you're a a Jew, you probably think where the greatest figures in the Old Testament was was Moses, right? Moses, the guy who read the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery and through the Red Sea and through the wilderness and the land of promise. But then the writer of Hebrews makes his point, of Jesus is greater than even Moses. And he he gets to that in in chapter 4. And then uh, if you're a, a Jew and you're familiar with the role of priests, certainly in the Old Testament and, and uh, the, the high priest and his role in the temple and making sacrifices and the Day of Atonement and all those things. And then the writer of Hebrews goes so far as to say, well, Jesus is even greater than that. He's that even greater high priest. And to... To hammer his point home, especially to show that Jesus is the greatest of high priests, he compares Jesus to Melchizedek. <laughs> so, <laughs> Melchizedek is back in Genesis chapter fourteen, and there's just a few verses about Melchizedek. But what's revealed to us all the way back in Genesis is uh, Abram uh, is, is fights this battle and he rescues Lot, his relative. And then after this uh, battle, we see that Melchizedek, this king of Salem, uh, brings out bread and wine. Uh, he's a priest of the God Most High. Okay, so priest of the Lord. And he blessed Abram and says, you know, blessed be Abram by God Most High, a possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And then Abram gives him a tenth of everything. We don't have a whole lot more about Melchizedek other than those few verses in the Old Testament. But then the writer of Hebrews, he really takes that and runs with it and and describes how, wow, Melchizedek was this this great priest, not only a priest, but also king. Uh, We don't even know his lineage, his background. Uh, Also, you know, he's greater than Abraham because Abraham's the one giving a tenth to him. So Melchizedek is certainly that greater one. And it makes a pretty big deal about this. But then the ultimate point is, that Jesus is is a priest in the order of Melchizedek, but but yet Jesus is greater even still. Jesus is king, certainly priest, but also prophet. That threefold office of prophet, priest, and king. So to to kind of bring this all home, Gary, I'll, I'll, I'll just read the words of Hebrews chapter seven, the last chapter we read, and and here it really makes that that comparison between Jesus and Melchizedek and other high priests. But then, again, Jesus is supreme. So, uh, beginning with verse 26, it says, For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the, the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. So Jesus, uh, greater than any high priest, and for a couple of reasons listed here. One, uh, Jesus doesn't have to make sacrifices for himself, for his own sin. He's perfect. He doesn't need any sacrifices for his forgiveness. There is no sin to forgive. He is God and man. He's perfect. And then also, uh, another point that comes out there is the the high priest had to make the sacrifices daily on a regular basis. Again and again and again. Uh, Jesus, he makes his sacrifice once. The sacrifice of himself on the cross. The, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Just once for all. That's it. That's all you need. No more sacrifices needed. Um, we're not sacrificing animals today. Here at Ascension, Jesus has done it once for all. Right. Uh, and then finally, uh, Jesus' sacrifice is uh, truly you know forever and final. So again, no more need to make those sacrifices. It is completed. It is finished. Uh, that ultimate sacrifice has been made. So, yeah, so here at Ascension, we don't have sacrifices that are made of animals, but we do have a cross. We we have multiple crosses in our church, and that's a reminder of that one sacrifice that's been made once for all uh, by that greatest of high priests, uh, Jesus Christ, who's not only the priest, but also the sacrifice. Uh, so I think some some really good points here for... Uh, those hebrew christians who would have been familiar with the old testament scriptures the hebrew scriptures and certainly some some good points for us today that helps again to connect the dots between the old and new testament and see that everything is centered in in Jesus
0: Christ. Right. So that helps the uh, the writer of Hebrews was uh, using those references from the Old Testament for that connection purposes, because those who he was writing to would be familiar with those references in the Old Testament. And again, tying it all together, as, as we said all along, Christ is all throughout the Bible.
1: Exactly. Yeah, well put, Gary. Um, it's good for us to know the original audience in these books to the bible you know to, to who who are these books originally addressed to and knowing that it's addressed to these hebrews that helps us understand it and, and why does he keep quoting the old testament and you're exactly right they, they knew the hebrew scriptures and again and again showing that jesus is the fulfillment oh, but then we also keep in mind hey we're, we're the audience too uh this word of the lord that endures forever is meant for uh god's people of every age including us two thousand years later uh, and, you know, by God's grace, we have like, knowledge of the, the Old Testament, too. So we can make those connections today, too. And I, I think that's a joy uh, to see how everything is interconnected and how, you know, it's God's word. Genesis Revelation and Hebrews is, is one of those books that really, really helps to bring that to light.
0: Now, you said it doesn't matter who the writer was and, and, and we're really not sure of who the writer of Hebrews is. But when pastors are talking and scholars are talking, do they have an opinion on who it may have been?
1: Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of okay. opinions out there, Gary. <laughs> no, good question. So, uh, yeah, so some have speculated, well, Paul, you know, maybe it's the Apostle Paul. You know, after all, he wrote half the New Testament anyway. Um, so some have speculated that. And certainly, yeah, there's there's some arguments to be made there. Um, others have said uh, Apollos, he's another figure that comes up in the New Testament. Uh, so some have thought, well, you know, may, maybe that's who it is. Um, so there's, there's a number of different uh, theories out there. Um, I, I think I think it was Luther thought it was Apollo so if I remember correctly off the top of my head uh, but you know I think what's what's most important is you know one like we said it's consistent it's teaching with the rest of scripture but then two the book of Hebrews like every book of the Bible I mean ultimately when you think about it, it has the same author uh, right, it's, it's exactly. God himself right. uh, this is you know, we believe this is the Holy Spirit it's inspired word of the Lord yeah. uh, breathed out by God you know in the end that's what our confidence is in and, <laughs> and not the, the human author that put pen to paper, uh, but but the the Lord himself was the one who spoke through that individual to give us this word that we have today.
0: That's a great way to look
1: at it. And that's why it's worth reading. Um, you know, if it was just the opinions of people and individual authors, it's like, uh, you know, don't, I'm not going to waste my time. Right. You know, it's a nice <laughs> book, but you know, uh, there's other books I could read too. But no, if, if it really is truly the word of God, which which it certainly is, uh, boy, this is worth reading, and not only reading but studying, digesting, memorizing, making a part of, of our life, and uh, it's not going to return empty when we do. That's God's promise. So in, I think that's so beautiful. He inspired the writers, but but yet He still that same Holy Spirit works in the lives of the hearers, the readers of that same Word even today. Right
0: so our reading when, I'll be on vacation next week but our reading when we get back will be what Hebrews 8 through
1: through 12 so uh, Hebrews chapter 8 through 12 so not too many chapters and you have two weeks to do it but boy some beautiful chapters especially Hebrews 11 where it really highlights the faith of all these different Old Testament figures uh, one of the most famous chapters in the Bible so enjoy that uh, Hebrews 8 uh, through Hebrews 12
0: okay lead us in the prayer as we conclude our segment
1: Sure. Lord, as we come to you in prayer uh, now and and every time, we remember that uh, our mediator, the one that brings our prayers before you, uh, is none other than Jesus Christ, uh, the ultimate priest. Uh, We thank you for his uh, priestly work on our behalf. And we thank you that Jesus is not only a priest, but also sacrifice, the Lamb of God, uh, whose bloodshed takes away the sins of the world. Let our confidence always be in him uh, now and forevermore. In his name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks so much for being on the program today, Matt. Yeah, you bet, Gary. Thanks as always. A pleasure to be with you. And we'll talk again the week after next is when we're talking again. All right. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Yep. We are the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our talk programs, our podcasts are available wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFUO Radio.